0: Hello puppets! What's up everybody? It's Chalk Olympia of Chalk Olympia Lessons. How are you? (laughs) Does anyone remember? I think it was, what was it called? Okay, so a long time ago, you would have to call into this phone line to hear the showtimes of movies because there was no website. There was no internet where you could look it up. I think it was 444 Film. Is that right? I don't know. Some of you might remember that. Wow. But that voice just reminded me of it. You would call it and it would go, Hello and welcome to Movie Phone. Oh, I guess that's what it was called. But his voice was like super, super extra. Anyway, how are you, my babes? It's episode 26 and I am recording in the evening and, um, I should be going to bed, but I am leaving for out of town tomorrow, and I wanted to get a podcast episode up for you guys so that you would have something to listen to, maybe as you travel, maybe as you just veg out, I don't know, it's finals week, I have a final that I have to give tomorrow morning, Um, and so everyone's brains are fried mine included. And that's normal at the end of the semester. But uh, yeah, so if you're needing something while you drive somewhere far, feel free to listen. Listen along. <laughs> um, I hope that your holidays are going well. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Happy Kwanzaa. Merry uh, fucking. Um, Melikaliki maka, maka—that's Hawaiian, right? Yeah, and uh, happy Hanukkah and everything else that I didn't mention, so that no one's offended. Um, I don't know if anyone <laughs> had this experience since listening to the last episode, but today a lady sneezed and I didn't say anything, but in my head I went, "Hope you don't die." <laughs> Um, Because I knew that if I said that out loud, that that would be rude, right? So hopefully no one's actually said it. But um, maybe you got like a nice little chuckle to yourself like I did today when I heard her sneeze and didn't know what to say because I didn't want to offend anybody. So I just don't say anything. Um, Oh, per, per, per last episode... I received a handwritten letter from the Jmamojma Witnesses. <laughs> and that freaked me out a little bit, to be completely honest. Um, I got excited because it was handwritten, and I thought, wow, someone took the time to write me a handwritten letter. I don't recognize this name. But I opened it, and it was a letter basically saying that they wanted to invite me to one of their services. Now, the reason why that's also very weird is because I talked about them in, actually not the last episode, maybe it was the episode before, but uh, because I was talking about the Scientology documentary with Leah Remini that I've been watching. And uh, they had an episode where they featured oh, I said it, Shmai and I mean, and uh, I don't need anybody coming for me, and uh, they spoke about the Jmamomaj witnesses on that particular episode, and so it was just odd that I got a handwritten letter, and it made me feel not safe, <laughs> She started off the letter saying, I'm so sorry that I haven't had a chance to stop by and actually meet you in person to talk to you. And I'm like, no, 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 no. There will be no stopping by. There will be no meeting me. There's no conversation to be had here about this. So I don't know. I mean, I'm assuming that um, they got my info from just fucking being alive right like being a human being we have so much paperwork it's so stupid but even as a voter you know a registered voter that information's out there which is annoying because that's not why I put it out there I put it out there so that I can vote not so that I can be harassed by different religions but anyway I thought to myself initially I was like well maybe I should write her back and tell her that I'm not interested, or I can re <laughs> reseal the letter and return to sender. But then I got like I've seen way too many movies, you know, like I've seen way too many horror movies and fucking um, detective movies, and I was like, "There's, I'm not gonna send it back because then my fingerprints will be all over it." Nah, fuck that. So, anyways, ooh, excuse me. Um, long story short or long because that was way longer than I wanted to go on about that letter but it just the minute I saw it and opened it and read it I was like oh my god I have to tell the Olympia lessons try because that is so fucking weird and random but I was talking to one of my friends and she said that they do that and that she's received one before and so um yeah creepy but anyway um oh I started a hashtag actually started a while ago but I've added to it so it's hashtag t-c-l-l-t for the Olympia lessons tribe so anytime you feel like something you post on instagram is or even on um twitter or facebook I don't fuck know But uh, anytime you feel like it's related to the Chalk Olympia Lessons tribe, feel free to use that hashtag because I've actually uh, gone through some of my old posts and placed that hashtag under it because I feel like it relates to this Chalk Olympia Lessons podcast. Whether it's something that's just funny or um, something that specifically relates to an episode or even... Just something that I think is motivation or inspirational that can help you in anything that you're um, working on. So, hashtag T-C-L-L-T, the Chocolympia Lessons Tribe. Uh, Yeah, so there's that. That's exciting and new. Uh, Did I ever tell you guys the story... of, um, I mean, I'm setting it up like it's this huge story. It's really not that big of a story. It's just mostly based on a comment. But <clears throat> um, I was getting my, dry, my dryer and my washer. Like, there's vents. And so um, the vent cleaners were coming to clean the vents. <laughs> so long-winded of an explanation but uh, so it was two guys and they were doing their thing and I was watching Oprah and um, one of the guys was like oh Oprah I feel bad for her she doesn't have any kids and I just kind of looked at him like you feel bad for Oprah do you know oh That was a loud car going by. Do you know how rich Oprah Winfrey is? Do you know the magnitude of Oprah Winfrey? Like, I just, I don't think he quite got it. I don't know. But uh, I go, uh, I think she's fine. (laughs) And it just made me think, People's views on certain things are very skewed, right? It's all about your personal experience, what you've been through, how you live your life, what your family was like, all of those things are factors. But we we all have like this um, idea of what's good, what's bad, why we might feel badly for someone, um, why we might feel like envious of someone, why we might feel uh, like we don't like a certain person. It's just it's just interesting when you step back away from it and you think about how everyone's perception is different. And really I think a lot of times nowadays, especially with social media, we um become involved with what other people's perception of us are because it can be translated sometimes in follows or in likes or in comments. And so people are getting stuck in this world where they feel like that's important. Um, But I'm, I'm digressing a little bit. My point being that we all have our own perception of things and what what we feel bad for what we are happy for like and it just kind of is interesting to hear and people will let those things come out of their face and not think about it necessarily before they say it like why he would feel bad for Oprah because he she doesn't have kids maybe because he has kids and loves his children I'm sure right but I don't think Oprah's really sitting in a corner crying about how she doesn't have kids. Like she decided that she didn't want to have children. So this perception of, oh my God, um, people who don't have kids must be so sad, you know, (laughs) or people who aren't married must be so sad or people who are single must be so sad or people who are in, um, you know, long distance relationships must be so sad or I don't know, there's just so many, like, everyone's perception is what it is of that, and, um, and I don't really know where I'm going with that thought, but I think it's just kind of, like, think about it, like, I don't think people think about shit that they say before they say it, and it just comes out, and then that one statement can affect someone for a long time, um, And just from, I'm not going to share anyone else's personal stories, but from things that I've heard or talked to about with friends and even just acquaintances or family members even, where um, someone random, like someone who's not even a person that's influential in this person's life, will say something stupid that they didn't think about before they said it. And it stayed with this person for a long time and you can tell because they're still you know thinking about it or talking about it or or maybe referencing it in how that affects their everyday actions so I think thinking about the things that we say is really important and um, with the holidays especially, that becomes something that's pretty evident too. Like everyone has their way of celebrating. And for one person, being with all of your family and all of your friends is ideal, right? But for another person, that might not be ideal. But it's not to say that that person's version of the holidays is bad or is sad or isn't as happy as the other person's does that make sense it's just like I hear a lot of stuff like it's just always weird to me when people are like so what are you doing for the holidays and then you know if you if you're for this particular time saying that you're not doing anything or you have big extravagant plans it's like who cares whatever you want to do for the holidays do it and why does it have to be judged? like it just I mean, I get that people have these questions that they feel like they have to ask because it's like being polite and engaging in conversation, but also it's weird. it's like I remember someone asking me what I got for Christmas, and I was like, "What am I fucking eight?" and also, what does it matter what I got like it's about material stuff with you because What I got, which is horrible grammar, but (laughs) what I might have received for the holidays might not be what you would think is cool to get or something that you would be excited about because you're not me. You know what I mean? Like, it's just weird. Like, when people say shit like, oh, what'd you get for your anniversary? Or what'd you guys do for your anniversary? And like, one couple might really just dig being together and not going anywhere, not doing anything big. And then another couple might go on a trip, but it's not to say that one couple's version of that is better than the other or is more special or they love each other more. Like, it's just so weird what humans do to like figure each other out. And we put each other in these like categories and boxes. And then when one person fits in a box, we're like, oh, well you can't possibly fit in another box. There's no way you're able to do more than one thing. Or there's no way you're able to like more than one style. Or there's no way you like this style of music because you look like this. Like, And I get it, it's like a human nature thing to try to figure people out and put them in categories so that we, in quotes, understand them. Why? Like, that's so weird. And so I feel like most of my life has been like breaking the barriers and breaking the box because fuck the box. (laughs) Fuck the box. That's so weird to put people in in these categories and be like, okay, well, you fit perfectly in there. Like, and I've never been because I'm, you know, I grew up biracial like my family um, dynamic is different from a lot of my friends, or was, and like nowadays it 's a little bit more acceptable because I had a stepdad and most most of my friends growing up had like their biological parents, you know, so um it was i 've never fit in a box, so i 've always felt like well i don 't know i don 't know what fucking box I fit in like i don't, so I just make my own fucking box. But I think people sometimes are like, oh, okay, yeah, you're right. I fit into this box and I guess I'll just stay there. And I can tell majority of people don't want to be labeled as one thing or put in a box. That's my point with that whole like extremely long story. <laughs> but I think that makes sense, right? I mean, I think my goal is to just have people think outside of and not have to be a certain way or um like change it up. Change it all up. Don't fit in the box. Don't fit in the category. Be different and embrace that. I don't know. That's just me like thinking about stuff that people say and, and you know, growing up feeling like I didn't fit in a particular box. And that's okay. Because the box is boring. Honestly. Like if you fit in a box to me. And again, this is my opinion. You don't have to have the same opinion. Maybe you disagree. That's totally fine. Because people who are Intelligent, civilized adults can have conversations about things that they don't agree on, and it's okay, because it opens up your mind a little bit to maybe see a different point of view. And that's, that's why we're all here, folks. <laughs> we're here to share and to educate each other. Honestly, that's what it is. We're here to educate each other. And if we're not helping each other learn, what the fuck are we doing? Um, I just recently watched a movie called The Thoroughbreds. I think that's what it's called. Let me double check. The. Oh, it's just Thoroughbreds. It's a very weird movie, but very interesting. Uh, it was in 2017, and um, the chick from. Oh, what's the movie called Morgan the chick with the huge eyes she's in it and uh, I forget her name she's got a hyphen in it in her last name it's a long name but um, it's kind of an indie film and I had no idea about it until I just randomly saw it on and I was just like what is happening but it's a trip I'm not even gonna tell you about it you have to watch it thoroughbreds. It's very strange, but interesting. Um, but I like kind of dark movies, like dark comedy where it's like only not, well, how do I say this? Um, my sense of humor is really fucked up, so let's put it that way if you couldn't tell from this podcast right or if you follow me on Instagram, you probably have an idea that my sense of humor is different from a lot of people's and um, I would say the more dry and dark and sarcastic something is, the more I like it so that's kind of like what this movie is but um I definitely i i recommend it if you are into that sort of thing uh it's it's kind of slow in parts but um it's just so weird that i need someone else to watch it so that i can understand what anyone else's feedback or opinion is of it i think that's what's fun about like cult classics cult films is um when people watch it, and then they share that with other people, and you can kind of get, like, an idea of what might really be going on in the film, unless you are, like, really close to the director or something, or the writer, and you can actually talk to them about it. But uh, I took a class, um, it was cult films, and it was so good. I don't even, it wasn't, it wasn't, like, in my my majors, my major classes. It was like an elective or something. Or maybe I just, it fit in my uh, requirements for class. But anyway, I thought that it was a great class and we watched all kinds of crazy movies. And there's so many cult films though. Cult classics, those are my favorite. They're just so, they're so weird. It's so great. Anyway, um, and then I just watched The Beguiled tonight which, um, is a different kind of weird. It's directed by, uh, this version was directed by Sofia Coppola, who is, um, pretty emo, right? Like, if you've seen her movies before, she did, um, The Virgin Suicides, (laughs) The Virgin Suicides, which is a very happy movie. That's sarcasm. Uh, and then, she did another one that I'm spacing on right now that I've seen, which was also good. But then this one, the Beguiled, is um the info on it is um it's it was in 2017. And Okay. So it says tensions and rivalries rise when an injured union deserter arrives at an all-female southern school. Um Colin Farrell's in it. And here's the weird thing. Colin Farrell still has his Irish accent in the film, and it's based during the Civil War, so that was distracting for me, but also it's like, it's Colin Farrell, so you're like, whatever, I mean, you can talk however you want to talk, just just be in the film. <laughs> I guess that's what was happening there, but... um If you want to see a movie about how catty and competitive females can be over a dude, watch that movie. Like, it's uncomfortable. It's an interesting movie. It's based on a a novel, and um, it was made as a film before, but this is the Sofia Coppola version, right? So it's, it's like gorgeous, but also depressing as fuck. Um, and, uh, and also kind of creepy, right? So, um, it's just, it's very uncomfortable. It's just like, uh, I don't know how to describe it. Like everything everything that is um, competitive and catty and just like two-faced about females, like the stereotype is in this film and it's really gross. And (laughs) I don't like that at all, but it captures that. And um, now people will be like, oh my god Lisa I thought you were a feminist what do you mean you're totally like saying that girls are catty and no listen if you're a female and you've lived your life you've met girls like this before and it's gross so that's what I'm getting at okay don't come at me with that like what about your gender and you're like totally going against your team bitch no that's not what I'm saying I'm saying that this film captures the cattiness the competitiveness and it's just really like over a dick you know like why (laughs) Uh, and it was just really annoying but then but then in a dark comedy way, and it's not even a dark comedy, but there are moments that I thought were funny that uh made me laugh. Anyway, whatever. But those two movies I recommend watching if you're into that dark dark humor or dark shit. Um I wanna talk a little bit about um uh, Instagram, Instagram likes and like listen, I've never been one to do online dating. I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with it. I'm just saying it's not my cup of tea. It's not my bag, man. Um I prefer to meet people in person because I feel like when you are out and about doing your thing, you're being your true self. But when people are online, I feel like there's fakeness. Fakeness? Is that a word? I think it is. But I feel like there's fakeness to it. And I've just never been into that whole, like, catalog thing where people are, like, swiping and looking through a fucking catalog of humans. I think that's so degrading and gross. It's also why I don't like watching The Bachelor or The Bachelorette because I think that that's demeaning and Honestly, I feel like it makes the opposite sex look really stupid. Like, here are all these... And it's just like the Beguiled, the The way I felt about the movie. Here are all these pretty girls who are just like, Oh my god, this one guy, let's please will you go on a date with me because you're so cute. And uh, we're gonna fight each other over you. Like, no. Get real. And then flip it, vice versa. When it's The Bachelorette and it's one guy or one girl and there's all these guys, and they're like, oh my god, please go. (laughs) Not that the guy would sound like that, but anyway, it's the same thing, you know? I think it's dumb, but whatever. Uh, To each their own. My point being that um, I feel like on Instagram, people think that if they write a comment, or if they, like, direct message you, or if they do, like, a million likes, or follow you, that, that that's gonna get, like, dates you know like i don't know i don't know i'm not in the mind of everybody right but um recently i've been getting like people who will do like multiple likes at once like they're just going through all of the pictures like like, like 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 and it's basically like hi 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 notice me hi notice me hi notice me right which is what i do when i look at dog profiles but uh, like it's just it's weird when a random dude does it on your Instagram page, and you're like, okay, bro, chill out, like, calm down, some guy just did that recently, it was like 56 likes, and I went, oh, wow, what pictures are people liking, oh, no, it's just one guy liking 56 pictures, doesn't even follow me, just wanted to like all the pictures, I don't know, but, um, I'm just saying, like, maybe there are some women out there or even guys out there who are like, oh, my God, this person just liked all my pictures. Who are they? Let's go on a date. And I'm like, no, that's not how it works. But uh, good try, I guess. I don't know. It's just weird. Um, But I like the whole social media thing. I really use it for business and for networking. And that's it. Like, It's just, I don't know. It's weird. It's weird. And then, like, if a dude writes something pervy on a picture, I manage all of my accounts, right? And I'm very involved in all of my accounts. So I just delete shit. Like, if you put a stupid comment, I'm going to delete it. And if you're, like, really just being a creep, I'm going to block you. And that's just how it is. Like, mama don't have time to be policing shit. So a nip it in the bud. You know what I mean? And most of the time I don't have people writing weird shit on my page because they know better. They know that I'll either call them out or um, I'll just delete it or I'll block them. But like what is the the deal with guys writing like mmm on a picture that has nothing to do with anything and just being a gross pervert? Like no. If I posted food, sure, you can write mmm all day long. Because that pertains or is related to food, right? But if it's a photo shoot picture, don't be gross. Like, I'm going to delete it. So, I don't know. It's just, I feel like... And, you know, there's people out there who are like, well, you know, if you're putting those pictures out there, it's for everyone to see and anyone's going to comment on it. Of course, it's social media, right? But, also... I manage my account and guess what I can do whatever the fuck I want on my page and if I don't like something I can delete it and if I don't want you following me anymore I can block you so you know um I have friends who leave all those comments on I maybe they just don't care or maybe they like it I don't know everybody's different but for me it's like "Mm, I'm good (laughs) I'm good thanks I'm good okay hashtag I'm good um but i you know i don't know if any of you guys have watched the show catfish which for some reason is still a thing like they still are able to have episodes of people who are getting catfished which i don't understand um and again i'm not judging people who are getting catfished i'm just saying like do your research and be smart about the shit that you do on social media, right? Like, never tag yourself at a location when you're actually there. (sighs) Don't turn your shit on. Like, on Snapchat, you can turn your location on. That's a good way to get snatched up. You know what I mean? Like, just be, and I don't know if anybody's ever watched the show, I think it's called You?, it's not on any, it's not on anymore it ended it was on lifetime but it was about the serial killer and he the way he found this particular girl was because she just was a social media queen and she like posted everything that she did always tagged where she was everything all the time letting everybody know right and so he was able to find her and learn all this stuff about her and so you know you just have to be like especially as a female you guys have to be really smart about what you do on social media, okay? And um, I say this with love, like, and this is even for the guys, all right? For the guys that listen, because I know that there's guys that listen. Just be aware of the shit that you post. Be aware of the, the stuff that you put out there, you know? Um, yeah, I don't know. And one time I saw someone post a picture of their... ID, full address, full name, all of it, and um, I sent her a message, and I said, hey, you probably want to take that down, or you want to blur it out, because that's, like, your address, and she was like, oh, my page is private, and I'm like, do you know every single person that follows you? I mean, you might not have a huge following, right, but if you don't know everyone that follows you, you probably don't want to post that on there, and she was like, oh, okay, yeah, you're right and she took it down, but um, it just makes me nervous for people, you know, and um, there's another show, I've been watching a lot of uh, a lot of stuff lately, because it's like kind of vacation time, and I'm like ready for it, you know, but uh, this show called Dear John, it's actually based off of a podcast, and I, I haven't listened to the podcast, but um, it's on A&E, no, that's not right, that's the Scientology thing, Schme Shmology, I mean, fuck, uh dear John is on Bravo, yeah, I think it's on Bravo, um, but that shows about basically a serial relationship guy. I don't know if well, yeah, I guess he's he's a killer, uh, I haven't watched the whole thing yet. Um, So I'm not really sure where it's going to go. And I'm not really familiar with the story. So I don't know yet. But, um, I mean, it's about this guy who, like, just kind of screws women over. And um, it's just sad because this woman in this show is so desperate for love, right? She's so, like just, oh, I need someone in my life so badly that she's, like, blindsided by all of these red flags and just stupid, like, makes stupid decisions and um, just so, just falling so hard for the dick, you know? And, uh, you know, it happens. But, But, like, ladies and gentlemen, we have to be smarter about, how we handle our shit like you need to be protective about your stuff and you need to have your financials in check and you can't just let people in who you don't know that well because that's a good way to get fucked over and uh You know, it's just, it's the show's a trip and it's really frustrating because you're like, no, what are you doing? You know, but then like, we've all had moments where we're like, oh, fuck, that reminds me of this and da da da. So it's just like, be smart about, be smart about everything. Like, you have to be, you have to be smart and prepared for everything. And that sounds really, difficult and maybe challenging but I think it's important especially nowadays with just the way with the way the world is going I think it's smart to watch your six uh if you don't know that term that means to watch your back and that's the reference in military I don't know specifically if it's you know obviously I'm guessing it's uh in combat, right? You want to watch your six. Make sure somebody's watching your six. Actually watch your own fucking six cuz sometimes the person that's watching your six is not really watching your six cuz they want to fuck you over. <laughs> Damn, that sounds paranoid as fuck, but you know what? Be paranoid <laughs> because shit's real, man. Uh anyway, went off on a tangent on that. Um <laughs> What is this? Oh, sorry. I'm reading my notes back uh, on things that I want to talk about. And this kind of feels like it's all over the place today. I feel like I'm always all over the place, but I feel like I'm really, really all over the place because I've just been having ideas of things I want to talk to you guys about and writing them down. But also... Uh. Oh, excuse me. But also being like ready for vacation and, and not completely, um, uh, see, so I don't even know what, I'm, what the fuck am I talking about? I don't know what I'm talking about. That's how my brain is so fried from the semester, uh, that I'm, I just need to not, <laughs> I need to not, you know, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna not for a long time until I'm ready for this coming year, because that's how crazy this year has been, um, yeah, <laughs> dear John, what a weird show, I hate, do you ever talk to people, and you're like, hey, have you ever seen that show, and they're like, I don't watch TV, I don't have time for TV, I'm just so cool, but I'm just living my life and what is television? <laughs> and I'm like I can't talk to you because I don't even understand what you're saying right now. Um I don't know if I trust people who don't watch TV ever because what like what do you what do you do? What are you doing? you don't watch TV at all. you're just reading books. like how often I mean, maybe if you're in a book club, but how often does the topic of a particular book come up in conversation? You're just talking and you're like, "Yeah, did you read that one book? <laughs> I mean, probably, but I don't know. It's just whatever. I don't care. I fucking hate when people say that shit though. I don't watch TV. I don't even have a TV. That's how cool I am. I don't have TV and I don't watch TV. Bitch, you have a laptop. Like, you can watch the same fucking shit on your laptop and on your phone. You don't need to have a fucking TV. It's not like you have to sit there and watch every fucking episode of, I don't know, whatever the fuck you would watch. But, like, don't try to act like people just get so high and mighty. I don't watch TV. (laughs) <laughs> anyways whatever whatever shut up uh so before I let you guys go because I feel like I'm talking out of my ass because uh because I'm tired and I, I my brain has nothing left in it <laughs> there's nothing left in my brain but um I wanted to talk really fast about intention setting and I know I've talked about it before I've talked about like uh, intention setting for the week oh that's a boring story <laughs> I have a friend who does that it makes me laugh every time um what what was I talking about Oh, intention setting, yes. So it's important to set goals. I While I was going through my whole um, storage cleansing thing, I found my old paperwork from like graduate school and um, I found this uh, letter that I wrote to myself and, and I think the power is in writing it down and we're so electronic nowadays that we we'll put notes in our phone, but I feel like there's just something about writing a note down for yourself and um, and physically feeling yourself write the note and then seeing it and looking back on the note and reminding yourself. But I wrote to myself that I wanted to get a 4.0 and I wanted to get um, just all A's in my classes for graduate school. And uh, when I look back at this note and I had done that, It was just a cool feeling because I set that goal and then I kept thinking about it while I was in school and then it happened and then years later to be able to look at the fact that I wrote it down and then achieved it is a trip. And so I want to invite you to start intention setting. And if that's hard for you, start with it at the beginning of the week. Like start on Sunday or start on Monday. And uh, oh my god, such a boring story, fuck. <laughs> uh, and write down one thing that you want to get done in the week. That's usually what I do with my classes. I have them write down one thing. And I think I've talked about this on this podcast before, but I think it's really important especially if you're feeling like you're stuck or you're finishing up the year and you're wanting to make sure that 2019 starts off on a strong productive foot with goals you should have goals for what you want to achieve by the end of next year right and it doesn't mean you have to write out your entire year's worth of goals that would take forever and probably be really frustrating and stressful. Um, A lot of pressure with that. But if you do one week, you know, the week of, and think about the one goal that might be just like a little baby part of a huge goal, then you'll see the baby steps and you won't feel so overwhelmed. Like if you're, say you're trying to get your PhD, right? You wouldn't want to write, get my PhD as a goal because that's a huge task. That's going to take a lot of things, to get there. So maybe the first thing that you do is you know, uh well first you'd have to go to undergrad and then you'd have to go to graduate school and then you'd have to um do your paperwork and get everything ready to apply for a PhD and you'd have to figure out what you want to do, right? And always thinking about where you want to end up and then backtracking so that you can figure out your pathway. Um, but I have a lot of students sometimes that will come up to me and say, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know where to... And that's normal. I mean, even as a as a grown adult, there's moments where you're like, I don't know if I want to do this anymore. And that's okay. Um, but you have to have a game plan. You know, there has to be some sort of game plan to figure out how you're going to get to the next step. So writing down your one-week goal I think is um, important and helpful and then um, this was something that I learned in a philosophy class and um, also just from listening to some other um, podcasts and reading a lot of self-help books but the the feeling of achieving that goal is what you need to attach to the goal So a lot of times people will think of a goal and they'll get overwhelmed because they're like, oh my God, that's going to be hard and I don't even know how I'm going to start this or uh, I just need to get it done. I need to get it crossed off of my list, right? But when you think about it that way, it becomes overwhelming and something that we don't want to work on. But if you think about, and I think this came from Tony Robbins, I'm not sure, but I had my Tony Robbins phase where I just listened to every. CD of his. Yes, CD. And um, I loved everything about his stories. But the feeling of achieving the goal is important to connect to the goal. So how you would feel when you accomplish that goal, the amount of relief, or um, just being proud of yourself, that sensation is what's most important to attach to the goal so that you are motivated. Otherwise, if you're thinking of, oh my God, I have to finish this goal or this is gonna be stressful or this is hard, I don't know how I'm gonna do this, that's never fun. You don't wanna think about that part. You wanna think about the part that that is like that warm feeling you get of like, fuck yeah, I did that or that pat on the back. Um, that sense of accomplishment, those things are what you want to attach to the goal so intention setting, I invite you to work on that for this i don 't know coming week, just try it out, try it out, and see how you like it and um, I mean, you can do daily intentions if you want to, but I feel like if you 're just starting off, do once once a week because that 's a little bit easier to manage in the beginning um, And then shit, once you get that goal accomplished, then you can start a new one, you know? Um, Sometimes the goal is just to remember to breathe, you know? And that's okay too. So don't be hard on yourself. I know the holidays can be a stressful time if you let it be a stressful time. Remember, you are in charge. You can decide who you spend your holidays with where you spend that energy and time and just make sure that if you are putting out a lot of energy that you also replenish yourself with something that makes you feel good like whatever the fuck makes you feel good if reading a book makes you feel good or you know getting a massage or fucking meditating on the beach whatever floats your boat you know everybody's different everybody enjoys different things, but make sure you're also filling up your tank and not just taking away because that's a good way to get burnt the fuck out during the holidays. And we're trying to avoid that because it's a happy time, y'all. So with that being said, enjoy your week, your, uh, I'll probably do another one before the year is over before Christmas. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm going on vacation tomorrow, bitches, so I'm excited, and I hope you get to take some time for yourself, too, because it's important. All right, and I will talk to you guys soon. Just love yourself and love each other. Peace out.